Bonjour et bienvenue à Collège Jeanne Sauvé. Today is school day 43. Please rise and think about what you've done. That's a horrible crime. You're going to be punished for that one day. Alright, CJS, this is a week full of news. First off, I'd like to thank everyone who bought sacrificial burritos in the past two weeks. Once I put out the advertisement about using burritos to summon things that could take your place in class, or do your homework, or write down your notes, or buy you food, sales skyrocketed. Apparently, people don't mind summoning spirits and things, if it benefits themselves. Take note for next Spirit Week Leadership Committee. According to the Taco Bell person, we haven't even come close to buying all the burritos, even though we must have bought at least a thousand. I've been working on expanding the burrito drive to Dakota Collegiate. I know some people there who are willing to help me out. I've been in contact with the Taco Bell person ever since I first played that ad. Actually, I might even be able to call him later today. We'll see. So that's the update on my Say Taco Bell person campaign. We also have a few updates on the aftermath of last week's Spirit Week. There are still some lingering ghosts who have taken residence in the change rooms in the gym. The girl in the last stall of the girl's change room, who should never be freed, is happy to have some friends. Period. Uh, hello? What's poppin'? How are you hijacking my announcement? Bruh, I asked you a question first. Okay, that's fair. I'm just, uh, a little confused. Well, that makes two of us. True. Well, I guess that since you're here, I can interview you. Not many people really interact with you at all. How is it with your new ghost friends? I have new ghost friends? Yeah, the ghosts who got stuck in the girls' change room after Halloween. Didn't you know? That's so sad. I'd hate to be them. Um, you do realize that you're also stuck in the girls' change room? What? I, uh, I feel like I just revealed something that was never meant to be revealed, dear listeners. So where did you think you were? I have no idea what that means. Was that Korean? Obviously, bro. Okay, then. So you speak Korean. Are are you Korean? Because I don't think anybody's actually ever seen you before. Yeah, I'm Korean, and no one's ever seen me before because I'm a ghost. Anyway, who are you? And you never asked my question before. What's poppin'? Popcorn is popping. Okay, you know what? Forget it. The only thing popping is me anyways. Kang Seung out. Period. Okay then, dear listeners. This has been an impromptu interview with the girl in the last doll of the girls' change room who should never be freed. I'm not too sure what to think of it, so I'm going to pretend that it never happened. Now back to my updates on the aftermath of Spirit Week. Only a few students were permanently turned into whiteboards. Most students were recovered from the past, with the exception of Rebecca Mazur, who is still stuck in the 80s. Some teachers went back in time to try and find her, but they too failed to return. Well, I hope Rebecca's enjoying it back then. 
Some students and teachers were sacrificed in a pentagram by the Illegal Cults Club in that little storage room behind the bleachers. The president of the Illegal Cults Club has issued a statement saying only, Thanks! Come again! With a customer experience survey attached. I tried to argue that the people she sacrificed wouldn't be able to complete the survey because they're dead. But she smiled at me with wide eyes and said, Death is an illusion. Come to our next meeting. You'll see. I, um, I just remembered I have to go talk to Madame de Marais, I said. You don't have any classes with Madame de Marais. The president's smile was wider than ever. All of a sudden, she seemed very close, even though she hadn't moved at all. You don't have any reason to talk to her. You just want to put off this conversation. Are you scared? Don't be. If you come to our next meeting, you'll never have to be scared again. Nope, not scared at all, just very, very busy, I said, backing away very quickly. School announcements business. I really, really need to go talk to Madame de Marais. Okay, bye. I turned and power walked out of there, since running would be a little too dramatic. I didn't go talk to Madame de Marais. Instead, I went and locked myself into the bathroom so that the president of the illegal cults club could not follow me. The teacher's summoning of the ancient gods on Halloween night was a success. Salle de Saint-Saint is now a teacher's-only area, unless you want your brains to get melted by Cthulhu. Reminder that you aren't allowed to know that the teacher summoned the ancient gods. On behalf of the volleyball team, I'd like to thank everyone who dressed up in CGS sports gear and went to watch the game. I didn't go myself, but I hear it was a really good game. It was made a little harder because the time-traveling curling team forgot to turn the gym floor back into a gym floor after their practice, so the entire volleyball game was played on a curling rink. Luckily for us, that's happened before, so our volleyball team is used to playing on ice. The other team, however, was not. Congratulations on the win, CJS! This has been most of the updates on last week's Spear Week. There was a whole other page full of stuff that I was supposed to say, but I lost it and I can't remember what it said. I'm sure it wasn't important. And now for some current news. 3-on-3 basketball intramurals will start next week. The teams and schedules are posted in the gym. All players now have to go through mandatory ice training, in case the curling team forgets to turn the gym back into a gym after their practice again. One of the practice rooms in the band room is now off-limits because there is a grizzly bear trapped in it. Nobody knows how a grizzly bear ended up in a practice room in a high school in the city in the prairies. Students should avoid the practice room until further notice. Speaking of mysterious entities, we not only have a grizzly bear, ghosts, Cthulhu, and the girl in the last doll of the girls changing who should never be freed, but there are also reports of the return of the glowing eyes in the vents. The glowing eyes, which were wrecking havoc at the start of the year, sending students into paralysis, were all driven out by the pistachio attack at the end of September. Or so we thought. They are now congregating in the vents above Madame Bray's classroom. So far, they don't pose any threat since Madame Bray is a fish and doesn't have any classes in her classroom. The administration has asked the construction workers to remove the glowing eyes so that they can use Madame Bray's classroom muttering something about Saldus on Sank being too small for an elder god. The construction workers are currently standing outside Madame Bray's classroom, with their hands over their eyes, trying to convince each other to open the door, offering to buy coffees for whoever is the first to confront the glowing eyes. We attempted to interview Madame Bray about her thoughts on this whole situation. She refused to answer our questions, mostly because fish are incapable of human language. Still, 
It's pretty rude of her. We still don't know what the glowing eyes want or what they are. Were they scared off by the pistachios, or was it a tactical retreat? What do they do with all the people they paralyze? Where did they even come from? Whether we like it or not, the glowing eyes are part of our school. Madame Bray's classroom is off limits. Until we know what to do about the glowing eyes, we're going to forget that they're there. There's a car parked in Monsieur Albrecht's parking spot. It claims to be a friend of locker number 138. It asks to be let into the school so it can visit its friend and is holding Mr. Albrecht's parking spot hostage until we comply. Mr. Johnson is trying to explain that the hallways aren't big enough for a car to fit through. The car says, That's bull. You let Judy drive through the hallways. Mr. Johnson asks, Who's Judy? The car says, My friend! She's the one who told me that George was reincarnated into a sentient locker! Mr. Johnson says, I never let a car named Judy drive through this school. The car says, Well, obviously not. She's a motorcycle. Mr. Johnson says, So that's the motorcycle who interrupted our secret summoning of the ancient gods. Mr. Johnson pauses. They aren't allowed to know this, he mutters, and rips my listening device out of the parking lot pavement, crushing it under his foot. The rest of this conversation will be a mystery, I guess. I need to find my listening devices. People keep finding them and crushing them. I should sue Mr. Johnson for obstruction of journalism. Yeah. But first, an announcement from the soap club. Soap! You like soap, right? You need it to clean that annoying physical form of yours, right? Humans are so weird. So dependent on artificial creations to keep them healthy. Why can't you just exist? Wouldn't that be nice? Just pure existence. No need to depend on man-made products to keep your flesh suit in a manageable state. But that's not how humans work. You're so codependent. That's why you form this complex web of connections and relationships called society. It's so weird. If you'd like to have a bigger role in this vast web of codependence, join the Soap Club. Soap! The Soap Club makes soap. If you join the Soap Club, you too can make soap. Soap! Come make soap for your fellow human beings to clean their living, breathing, self-aware bundles of cells. Become the human that other humans depend on. Soap! Join the soap club. They will depend on you for soap. You will be important. This has been a message from the soap club. I still have a little more paperwork to fill out before I can sue Mr. Johnson. So here's an announcement from the school division. The annual career and post-secondary symposium is back. Come on down to the Arts and Technology Center on November 5th from 5.30 to 8.30. There will be booths where you can talk to university recruiters who will tell you all the good things about their universities and convince you to spend unholy amounts of money on education you probably won't use while failing to tell you about their dark history of organ trafficking. There will also be booths where you can talk to career professionals who make a living being professional. There will also be spontaneous mock interviews, a job board where you can find part-time jobs, and most importantly, 
free pastries. If you don't know what to do with your life and feel completely overwhelmed by the vast expanse of opportunities and choices that you, as a free living person, are capable of making, but at the same time, you feel like you're trapped by society's expectations of a post-secondary education and the presumed necessity of a degree to get a decent job, and most of the time, you just want to drive away into the grand nothingness of the prairies, explore the world without the stress of schedules and money, but you can't because life requires money and you can't make money by driving aimlessly so you have to get a job so you have to go to university but you don't know what job or university you want to devote your precious life to then this is the event for you come on down to the career symposium to explore all your options and get overwhelmed by how many of them there are at atc on november 5th from 5:30 to 8:30. atc is not responsible for any existential crises it may cause this has been a message from the school division um, one more pre-recorded message while I finish putting the last of the glitter glue on the paperwork, alright? Awesome. Rala is coming up. It will be next week on November 13th. Whenever I mention Rala to people not from CGS, they get really confused. I think that most schools call it Color Wars. To any grade 9s who may be a little confused... Rala is an event in the gym where each grade is split mostly evenly into four colors. Red, blue, yellow, and green. And then the colors compete in various activities to win points and bragging rights. I say mostly evenly because the grade 12 greens, my color, has half the amount of people as the rest of the grade 12 colors. I will be salty about that until the day I die. Or the day I realize Rala had little to no impact on my life as a whole. Whichever comes first. Okay, dear listeners, I've finished the paperwork to sue Mr. Johnson for obstruction of journalism. Now all I need to do is bury it in the back field beside the moat, and it should be processed in two to three Neptunian days. Hopefully I win in court. Court being basketball court, of course. If I beat Mr. Johnson in a game of 21, he'll give me 671 Mandarin oranges for destroying my listening device. I'm so glad to keep emergency paperwork in my studio. While I was getting the paperwork, I actually found that paper with the rest of the updates from Spirit Week. It had fallen on the floor with my piles of other papers and gotten mixed in. Apparently, the Ecolampiens are becoming more active. They set up a box in the library for candy wrappers and chip bags. To reduce waste from this year's Halloween, simply put your clean wrappers and garbage into the box and watch them immediately be recycled into a strange purple liquid, which the Ecolampiens are collecting into vials and beakers and storing in the fridge in Madame Bray's classroom. They say that this liquid is vital to fighting off the doubts and fears that plague our world. That's an unusual way to talk about oil companies, but not inaccurate. Also, the Ecolampiens are holding a meeting on November 8th. All students are welcome to attend. This is the first time the Ecolampiens have ever advertised one of their meetings, dear listeners. Attend at your own risk. It seems I still have a bit of time left before I need to get to class. So, how about I bring in a guest? I have one more short announcement from Madame Donnelly's spoon class, then I'll call in Taco Bell person.
Hello? Hey, Taco Bell person. What's up? I'm still trapped in debate with all the burritos. I'm starting to question if I am a burrito. Do you have hands? Uh, I, I think. Well, if you do, you're probably not a burrito. They only sell burritos with hands at taco time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven hands. Yeah, you're definitely not a burrito. Burritos can only fit four hands. What if I'm a giant burrito? Ooh, that's a fair point. Contemplation. You're live on the school intercom, by the way. Anything to say to the listeners? Fettuccine Alfredo. You, uh, you don't want to tell them to buy burritos? Yeah, that too. I want to see my family again. And my video games. There isn't my computer down here, and it's torture. Did you hear that, video game club? You'd hate to be in Taco Bell person's shoes. Buy burritos so he can go home to his computer and video games. Please, I'm dying. Only gamers understand. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Well, this has been informative. Taco Bell person is probably not a burrito and wants to play video games. He's just like the rest of us, dear listeners. Buy burritos to help out a fellow human. Not a human. A fellow being. Well, time seems to be up. I'm looking at the ceiling of my studio and time is floating there, staring at me. It knows when I will die. It doesn't know where or how I will die, only when. For time exists separately from space. Oh, time is glaring at me now. It doesn't like when I mention space. They recently had a nasty breakup and time does not want to talk about it. Okay, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Time... Time just aged all my pens until they ran out of ink. Oof. Yes, truly is a big oof. Well, goodbye, Taco Bell person. I have to hang up now to get to Madame Capina's ASOP bio class on time. Time makes a very good motorcycle. I'll definitely won't be late on time. Bye, eat chicken. Always. And there you have it, dear listeners. Taco Bell person! Remember, buy burritos, beware the glowing eyes in Madame Bray's classroom. Don't think about the Council of the Sun Temple. Don't die. And if you do die, try to come back as a ghost. There's a space for you in the girls' change room. C'est pour les annonces. Passez une excellente journée. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by Madison Posthumus. Featuring Faith Adiotti as voice of the girl trapped in the last doll of the girls' change room who should never be freed. And Cameron Posthumus as the voice of Taco Bell person. Madame Donnelly's Spoon Class announcement was performed by Madison Posthumus and Cameron Posthumus. Music is by Bilen Mengesha and Madison Posthumus. Thanks for listening. Please, I'm dying. Only gamers understand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Only gamers understand. I'm so good at this. Yeah. (laughs) You want to redo that one? Or are we good? (laughs) Only gamers understand. Okay. Are you okay? Okay. Do you, do you, just, do you just want to keep going? Okay, so please don't die. Only keep... Wait. So that's not and then right. I do make sense. Okay.
please, I'm dying. Only gamers. Are <laughs>